Hey everyone, this is Sasha. And Claire. And this is... Dare Dare to to Rise. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dare to Rise with your hosts, Sasha and Claire. Today's episode is about how our thoughts impact our lives and how it all starts from within. And this one quote in particular really stuck out to me, and it's a quote by uh, Jim Quick, and he says that your brain is a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program that it will run on. I know for me, I'll start behaving the way I am starting to talk to myself. So it's like, wow, this this quote is super real and hits home with me so well. And um, I started really paying attention to my internal chatter and started really being aware of the thoughts that I was having about myself. And I noticed how much I'm beating myself up. I have a lot of self-judgment, self-criticism, self-pity, just a lot of blame. And that has really hindered me from the kind of life that I wanted to live. And I think it's really easy to just, your thoughts are just sometimes really automatic. They just Mm -hmm. go a mile Mm -hmm. a minute. And sometimes you don't even realize. Like Claire and I were just talking Mm -hmm. and I just said I'm stupid. And I didn't even realize I said it. She pointed it out and I was like, wait, I said that? Mm -hmm. And it's just, sometimes it just, it happens way quicker than you think it is happening. Right. And that's how you know it's kind of like programmed into like our subconscious. I don't really want to get into this discussion because this is like a whole nother podcast topic we could talk about. But it's just like, again, it, and then of course when you sit there and you say you're stupid, guess what? You're going to keep collecting evidence based on your belief that mm-hmm. you are stupid, that you're not worthy, that you are you can't do this. If you keep saying that, it just gonna your behavior is gonna exactly match that. So yeah, that that quote just really hit home with me. It's like your brain is a supercomputer, and it's looking for for a program, and your self talk is really that that exact programming. And then I kind of looked into this a little further, and I discovered. Uh, Dr. Dwack's mindset theory and um, she talks about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. She also did a TED talk and it's uh, very interesting and we'll, uh, we'll link that in the show notes. Essentially the fixed mindset people are people that believe that their basic qualities like their intelligence and their talents are fixed traits. So this would be that you think you're stupid and you can't get smarter. Yes, like there's you're born with it, this is just who you are and mm. that's it. Done, deal, end of story. I'm not even going to bother to change it or fix it because this is how I am and this is what I am. And the growth mindset people believe that their basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. That your brains and your talent are just the starting point and that this view creates a love of learning and resilience that is essential for great accomplishments. So, for example, like, Tom Brady is 
obsessed with his his diet, his practice. Like he spends hours even before each game just preparing for each game and he just delivers consistently because he is so obsessed with honing his talents and getting better. I mean, when Tom Brady, when we first got him, he was he was like drafted pretty far down the list and he has throughout the years has just gotten even better. And that, in, in my opinion, in my theory, is that he is of the growth mindset um, where people of this type of outlook and mindset in life, they use the word yet. Like, I'm not there yet, but I will be. So this Dr. Dweck, she ran this experiment on school-age children. And um, on the report card, it said, like yet, not there yet. And she kept saying this to her students. And she found that the students that she used this type of language with on the yet actually um, achieved much more and much greater. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of linked this back to my childhood and into my adulthood and how what I was instilled in as a young kid Basically, the language that I was around did carry me into adulthood, believing that I was, you know, there, there's nothing I can do about this and that and whatever. And then, you know, here I am trying to change these patterns and seeing how much, like, of my life I could have lived differently had I had applied, yeah, applied these principles onto my adulthood. Like, now, because I'm aware and I'm woke let's say <laughs> and I'm seeing the importance of self-talk now I'm starting to actually do bigger things that I never thought I could do it's, it's really interesting because I was actually just having a conversation with somebody about how there was this person I grew up with that constantly put me down growing mm. up and I was told oh, that's just how kids are. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, but I, because of that, because of what they, the way that they treated me, I constantly, I, the words that they said to me day in and day out, I believed them. I was fat. I was stupid. I, back then, I wasn't fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't stupid. I was getting A's in school. And it's like, I, but I just believe that I was stupid, them. I was worthless, I was fat, all these things. And I was just told, but it made you stronger. And I was like, but it didn't actually. Because I didn't get stronger until I went into therapy. Mm -hmm. until, until I took a look at the narrative that I had in my head because of that mental abuse I received. Mm -hmm. And that mental abuse kept me down, but therapy and my friends and my now wife changed my perspective of mm -hmm. myself and taught me that I am worthy, that I am beautiful, that I am amazing. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to change that narrative with myself, I am the most confident that I've ever been. And I am like probably like 80 pounds overweight, mm. but I am much more comfortable with myself and my body than I was when I had all those negative thoughts goes to show you that 
you know how kids just absorb what's around them in their environment and how these programming that were instilled in us as kids do really carry on into our adulthood and then it takes like a certain amount of awareness how you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself impacts you regularly and i think it's really important to remember that it's not just kids being kids it's not how siblings treat each other this like when someone is treating you like that, including yourself, it's wrong. You need to intervene in those scenarios, especially when it's children involved, mm -hmm. because they're so impressionable and they don't know enough to reach out for help. Yeah. And the way that they reach out for help might be differently. They may act out, they might do different things. And it's important because it did. it's not necessarily that they need to be stronger. They're children. They need they need to be protected. They need to be guided too. Yes. And a lot of times, like nowadays, there's a lot of um, awareness around bullying. Mm -hmm. And then I hear these older generations that are saying, oh, bullying made me stronger and more resilient. And like you said, kids being kids. And actually, no, it's not. It goes a lot deeper. And it's amazing how long it carries out like someone who's hurting you isn't even aware that or maybe they are aware i don't know but just the impact that it has on just these young impressionable minds mm -hmm. is amazing and um i'm just really grateful for all the people that are waking up and realizing all the wrongdoing and and i think it's important it's like if you think about when you're putting someone down and it becomes their thought. They think that, oh, what if that person's right? What if that person's right and I'm like a horrible person or I'm, I'm ugly or fat or I'm stupid? And they start believing that. Imagine all the things that they're not going to do now because that's their belief. And if mm -hmm. they actually, if, if, if instead we, instead of putting people down, we lifted people up mm -hmm. and told them how amazing they are and loving. I'm not trying to say like, oh, like everybody needs a participation trophy. I'm just saying that kid who was unable to make the goal, be like, like you said, it's okay. You're not there yet. Mm -hmm. But if you keep working at it, you will get there. Yes. And if you keep doing that and you, and you erase our children to know that and believe that that they can work towards it and achieve that goal then they're going to be better for it the world will be better for it and they will do that to other people and it will just continually spread yes it just grows and um yes. exponential growth and that's definitely we could use more of that right mm, for sure and unfortunately and unfortunately there are a lot of things out there like for me I, I talked about this in the past um my affirmation videos my i am statements the things that i do to combat all of this negative programming that was instilled in me as a child yeah and I think definitely what you and I are doing by being aware and our listeners too and by us being aware of our thinking pattern and where it's going and how we're treating ourselves most importantly then just kind of filters out to others so just awareness of 
the hurt and the abuse and the fear and the cycle of all of that stopping it and redirecting yeah. is doing a lot of good for the collective. For sure. And I think it's really important to remember that the thoughts you have really are so impactful on your life. So as Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. So it's always that belief that if you say, I can, then you're more likely to be able to do it than if you fill your head with, I can't, you're probably not going to do it. Mm -hmm. There's this Forbes article that I was reading the other day, and it's called, This is How Your Thoughts Become Your Reality by Amy Morin. And she's a psychotherapist and author of a best-selling book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And in the article, she says, your thoughts are a catalyst for self-perpetuating cycles. What you think directly influences how you feel and how you behave. So if you think you're a failure, you'll feel like a failure. Then you'll act like a failure, which reinforces your belief that you must be a failure. Mm. So because you thought that you were a failure, it directly affects your behavior. You act like a failure. Versus if you thought, if you think that you are smart and capable, then you will act smart and capable and then you will achieve great things. So it's all about your mindset and what you're thinking. Right. And also, another thing is you collect evidence based on your beliefs. So for example, if you, if you think you're stupid and you're sitting at work in a meeting and you have an idea and you're like, oh, I just thought, thought of this great thing that's gonna help the company out. And you're like, but you know what? I'm pretty stupid, it's probably not a great idea. And so you don't actually say it, but you don't know that it's not beneficial until you've put it out there and give it a shot. And not every idea you come up with is gonna be a home run. The act of getting out there and saying your thoughts, like what if that like really was a, like a brilliant idea and really saved the company millions of dollars, you know? Yeah. You're better off saying. Just right. like they always say, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. Because, and they always say like, you should ask a question because there's probably like five other people in the room that Thinking have the same the question. Same thing and <laughs> Now everybody benefited from your question. Yes. Well, the thing that I wanted to, to say about collecting um, evidence based on your beliefs is, you know, if, if someone is sitting there thinking the worst of themselves, like the Forbes article mentioned, you're just going to keep self-perpetuating. And it doesn't matter that one person said the opposite. You're actually going to like just throw that out and then just really heavily rely on that, those negative thoughts and yeah. things that reinforce that and you're going to completely miss or forget all the other positive stuff think about when you get a compliment what do you do how oh, uncomfortable does it make you exactly feel? it's if you don't think you're beautiful and someone says oh wow you're beautiful and then you you combat it by saying oh no you know it's the makeup or it's, or like oh no they're just being nice yes you like reject it yeah so that's yeah that's a good example of collecting evidence based on your beliefs so of course we're all human and there are reasons for feeling down and negative and there is a saying it's called halt just halt and halt 
is an acronym for the H stands for hungry. Think about it. Are you hungry right now? Are you acting or thinking in low blood sugar level? Are you hangry? <laughs> your hunger affects your mood. Angry. I know it does for me for sure. Oh yeah, me too. If I don't get my coffee in the morning, I mean, I mean, I know that's not hunger, but that affects my mood a hundred percent. And then angry. Are you upset about something right now? Did did something happen the previous night that you're still like stewing and simmering over? Did someone cut you off in traffic and you take that with you to work? <laughs> oh yes, I do all the time. <laughs> Are you acting from a place of anger? And then L is lonely. Are, are you lonely? Are you bored? Are you just being, are you sad? I think we talk about this a lot. It can be so easy to feel alone, surrounded by people. Oh gosh. And so it's very easily to feel lonely, even if there's plenty of people around you. Definitely. Yeah. Like feeling like nobody understands you. And yeah. So are you lonely? And then third one is tired. You tired right now. Did you get adequate rest and sleep? Did you fill up your cup? So once these basic needs are met, then you're better able and more resilient to handling stress, making decisions, reacting, etc. Yes, it, it, it is good to have like a positive mindset and, and combating different things with different tools that you have in your tool belt, but make sure that these basic needs are, are met and, and then I, you're in a better place. And I think that's a good acronym to remember because if you're starting to go down that negative path, you're thinking those, those negative thoughts, like you get to work and you're like, work sucks, I hate it, I hate myself for coming here, blah, 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 whatever do, you're saying. Yeah or I deserve more money. Yeah, and then just say to yourself, halt, am I hungry? Did I skip breakfast because I'm running late for work because I overslept? Did, am I angry? Am I just reacting to something that somebody else did to me or something, other situation that happened? And all those things build up. Like if you give yourself that moment to calm down and redirect your thought pattern, that's going to help you in the long run. And one thing that I think would be kind of like an add-on to this or a very similar aspect is the five-second rule. So there's a book called The Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins. The rule itself is very, very simple. It can be used in many situations. Essentially, if you feel the need to act on something or to change your thought patterns, you count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one, and then you move, you take an action to better your situation, either mm. to go do the thing that you thought to, that you wanted to do or redirect your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You take that action. And in the book, there's a lot of great examples and I'm sure we'll talk about this book some more. In the book, Mel Robbins was talking about her daughter being afraid to even sign up for a musical audition because she may not be as good as she thinks she is. So she loves to sing, she loves to share her voice with everybody around her, everyone tells her how wonderful she is, 
and she even got told someone could hook her up with like an actual theater mm-hmm. musical Broadway that she should audition. And? and she never wrote them back because she thought she may not be as good as she thinks she is. And it was it was better for her to think, oh, I'm just lazy, that's why I didn't do it, versus I am not that good. Even with all those people validating her yes. talents. So again, that goes back to yes. collecting evidence on your beliefs. And so what Mel Robbins' response to that was, as she says in this book, it, it starts off talking about the audition, but it kind of goes into a bunch of the other things that a lot of other people might experience. And it says, what if you're wrong? It's a powerful question, and how often do you consider it? What if you're wrong about all the bullshit you tell yourself? What if you audition and you really are as good as everyone says? What if your idea actually is the next million dollar product on QVC? What if you are not only meant meant to meet your quota again this year, but you actually surpass it. What if being single isn't nearly as scary as you think, and your true soulmate is just days away from bumping into you at a cocktail party? One, that by the way, you are not attending because you are still with that loser you are dating. Are you really going to let your worries stop you from doing the work? or having the love life and being your greater self, you better not. (laughs) And I think that's so powerful because we often are always telling ourselves, putting ourselves down and saying like, what if I'm not good? What if I'm stupid? Like I'm stupid, this stuff. But what if what we're telling ourselves is wrong? Mm. And so taking that moment to be like, what if I'm wrong and redirect to a positive thought can be Mm life-changing. And if you are having those negative thoughts, use HALT or use the five-second rule. Think five, four, three, two, one, positive thought. Give yourself a compliment. Do something to change the way that you think about yourself. Instead of perpetuating the negative self-talk loop. and, And you know, it's kind of funny. When you were saying this, I got to thinking about meeting the people that are confident and self-assured and it it really shows in how they act how they talk how they present themselves and it just kind of you feel it you feel the confidence if you act a certain way you will start believing that you are that certain way so for example if you're sad and you start smiling, it will trick you into thinking that you're happy and then you'll start being feeling happy. Mm-hmm. So if you act confident, then you will people, feel confident. Because people respond to that. Mm-hmm. People feel it. So yeah, I mean, again, it, it just all goes back to just your inner self. Super computer and the program that it runs on, like think about like activate confidence. Yeah. You and I we both say affirmations and the act of just saying affirmations helps tremendously. Just smiling Mm -hmm. and things just turn around just from like a simple switch. And it really is that simple and easy to do. Can be. Yeah, there's some scenarios where if you have like a chemical imbalance in your brain it's a little bit different but for 
somebody who's just feeling down or having the negative thoughts, you can turn that around. There are ways that you can improve your thought pattern to be more positive. Super easy to just go down that path of negative thinking and you can just... There's different, um, different things that we suggested, the hold and the five second rule mm -hmm. and like turning it around. Like what if what you're saying to yourself is false? Yeah. Just like turning it around, turning it on the other side. It's just like the cognitive behavioral therapy that we discussed a few episodes ago in episode five. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where you search for contradictory evidence of your thought pattern. So if you think, if you think the thought, I am stupid, then you write it down, you try to figure out why you're thinking that, but then you f try to find evidence that proves that thought wrong, that is contradictory yes. to that, and you're gonna start retraining your brain to be like, wait, no, I'm not stupid, I'm actually really smart. If Claire and I listened to our thoughts, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. We never thought we were we could possibly handle doing a podcast. <laughs> we would have stopped at episode one because of our recording issues. Yes. Remember, I was like, oh, maybe this is a sign that we weren't meant to do this. Yes. And here we are, what is this? This is episode eight and we're yeah. trying again. And that's what it's all about. It's all about pushing forward, yes. changing yourself, thinking better. Hardships. Just how you handle that and how you keep pushing forward says everything about who you are and what you want. And finally taking that stand and saying, no more, I will not listen to you, the negative person in my head, and I'm going to keep going forward. And that's mm -hmm. powerful. That's someone taking control of their life. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so happy we're doing this podcast together, by the way. <laughs> I, I, despite all the difficulties, I think we've had a blast. Yeah. Just yeah, no, I think this podcast has really honestly changed me mm. for the better. That's awesome. And I think in a few episodes, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, so I won't go too much into that. The, every episode that we've done has been a little bit of a reminder of how I can improve myself mm -hmm. or how things have improved me in the past, and hey, I should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah, and I know that there are people listening to this and I better not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. And I know you're doing... accountable. Yes. And I know you're doing that with your book, right? Yeah, so I think I talked about this a little bit in our first episode is I started writing a book mm -hmm. and I was writing the book and I was doing a really good job with it. But then somebody said something a little bit discouraging to me and it completely changed. I was on fire. I was going, I was writing it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Why am I writing this book? This is terrible. It's going to be terrible. And it just really set me down a path where I never recovered from it, at least mm -hmm. until now. And what I realized is with reading the books that I've been reading and doing this podcast and therapy and everything is someone did say something discouraging to me about the book, but I was the one who let it change my behavior. And I, there's always going to be criticism out there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily about my book specifically. It was just a generic discouraging comment. It was on me. It was me who changed my behavior because of something negative. 
And you shouldn't do that. Like you shouldn't stop something because someone says something negative. You, if you believe in something and you believe that things are going well or, or that it's beneficial to do this thing, then you need to keep push going. forward with yes. it. And that's what I'm doing. I started to get back into the habit Excellent. of writing the book so that I can finish it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's still my work. It's still something that I feel passionate about and I mm. think could benefit others by writing that book. Mm -hmm. And even if it doesn't go well, I need to just remind myself, it's you just move on to the next thing. Things happen and people will say whatever they say and you just gotta move forward and you gotta be positive to yourself. You gotta treat yourself with respect. People are always gonna have their opinion and their criticism. Brene Brown says, Brene Brown says that your critics, there's a lot of cheap seats. People are always gonna take their jabs at you. They're gonna have their opinion. And the ones that have their opinion and are criticizing you, their opinions, they really don't matter. What are they doing in their life that's as big as what you are hoping to accomplish? So it's not the critic who counts, it's the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is getting marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deed, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who is the who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring great. So you're daring greatly, and I applaud you for that, for your book. In addition to that, and oftentimes people who put you down or say something negative about something that you're doing, chances are they're jealous, they've had a bad experience or maybe they're just hurting and they're lashing out and they didn't want somebody else to hurt. Keep that in mind or that just because somebody says something negative doesn't mean you should take it to heart. And that's what I'm trying to do here by moving on with my book is I'm trying to not take it to heart and move forward. Yeah, and also maybe they're in a way protecting you. They don't want to see you fail and they think, oh my God, this is such a big risk and I can't see you fail. Mm. I know for me, I experience this all the time in my startup. I have a lot of people that doubt me. I mean, I have a lot of people questioning and doubting what I am capable of, but I don't care because like you, what I'm trying to accomplish and what I want to see and create in the world, I want to exist. I don't care about your negativity or your criticism and your opinion because I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna keep doing this until until I can't anymore. <laughs> like, not dead, but I don't wanna be that dramatic. But yeah, but it's important it's, to reach for your dreams and actually take actionable steps to absolutely. achieve them. Absolutely. and. I've had plenty of my own negativity mm -hmm. and I know how to combat that. Now it's the other people's negativity that we then have to combat when we are doing these big things like podcast, a book, and the startup. Yep. And then and then once you come from a good place of like, you know what, I'm good and this is my value and this is what I know to be true about myself and I am, I am smart, I am talented, and I am capable. When you come from that place, I feel like I'm more immune to negativity and backlash and criticism from the outside. 
because I am on solid ground. And bringing this back to your thoughts, it's like if you take what people say and you let that affect your thought pattern and you start going down that negative road, that's going to greatly affect the way that you act. Mm -hmm. And so our dare for this episode is to pay attention to your thoughts, write them down, then analyze and determine whether these thoughts are helping you or hurting you from pursuing your goals and dreams. If you notice a negative theme, list out some contradicting evidence that proves the negative thoughts wrong. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate us five stars, and leave us a review. Feel free to contact us using our email or our socials found in the description and let us know how the dare went. And we look forward to sharing our next episode with you. Just remember, fear is a four-letter word that can stand for forget everything and run or face everything and rise. We We dare dare you to rise. rise.